podcast crew. This is Houston and I actually want to share with you some pieces of an interview I did with the fine folks at Film Courage a little over a year ago. Now the full videos are actually on the Film Courage YouTube channel but we're going to be releasing the audio intermittently through this podcast over the the next uh, couple months. If you haven't checked out the Film Courage YouTube channel be sure to do that. They are a tremendous resource for film related content and better than that they are actual honest to God good human beings. So I hope you get some value out of this piece of the interview and if it does I would love it if you would go and show Film Courage some love. Thanks guys. I know you said that numerous people have reached out to you since our interview about a year and a half ago, and I'd love to hear all of the emails, but one in particular that you were just talking about reading beforehand was about sort of the moral issue of transmedia. And I'm probably not saying it correctly, but can you, what the email was about? Sure. This is the real common question that I I get uh, from people is, is transmedia immoral? Uh, and and it, it's, it's kind of, you know, first time someone asked me that, I thought it was, it, I didn't really understand what they were saying. And like digging in with, with, with uh, these people that have those questions, it, it, it's sort of rooted in, is this just capitalistic exploitation of the audience? Is this manipulation of the audience? Are you taking advantage of people in, in a bad way? And, uh, you know, is this just the, is this just a big cash grab that you don't really care about the people, you just care about taking their money? And there's all these issues that, that people have with it. And my, you know, my typical answer is that, like anything, transmedia can be used in an, an immoral way, of course. Like it depends on who the creator is and it depends on what their intentions are and what they're trying to do. Are there people out there trying to just use it as a cash grab? Are they like just you know capitalistic jerks that are just trying to take advantage of opportunities? And, and of course, just, just like regular film producers, they're, they're doing the same thing or television producers or like morality doesn't have anything to do with platforms is all about the intention of the creator and the intention of the business people that are trying to sort of propagate this idea and this model and whatever they're trying to do in the venture. So, uh, so is transmedia immoral per se? Of course not. You know, I mean, if my, my kitchen knife isn't immoral per se, if I use my kitchen knife to, to stab you, then all of a sudden I've committed an immoral thing uh, with, an, with a, you know, a morally neutral object, right? So, uh, so it all depends on, on the intention. Uh, so I, I'm, when it comes to like the capitalism aspect of it, like I'm very passionate that we were speaking about this before. I'm very passionate that that artists don't have to be starving artists. That artists don't have to choose between making money and 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 doing their art. And that's usually people feel like it's a binary choice. People feel like I can either sell out and uh, and make money or. I can pursue my art, which is somehow more pure, right? And, and really, I think in tr- traditional entertainment, that has been the choice that people make. 
is I can either make studio movies or superhero crap, or I can do make the movies that I love. And and so you're either forced into these one of these two options. I think in a one, I, I, I'm not opposed to making money. I'm, I'm very, I'm very much a capitalist. I'm very much like I love the fact that we live in America that allows us to create an opportunity to be able to maximize our brand and maximize our opportunities in a way that allows me to feed my family and, ha- and and have this be my career. I think that's awesome. I what I want for every screenwriter out there, every filmmaker out there, every producer, every director is is I want them to be able to do their dream as their career. I don't want them to work at Burger King and make movies on the weekend. Like no offense against Burger King. I don't want them to have to like work at Starbucks or Hobby Lobby as they try to like have uh, filmmaking be their side hustle. Like if they're doing that, that's awesome. That's what you have to do. But eventually what what my wish is for them is is they get to a level where they can just do filmmaking full time. And in order to get there, you either need to be independently wealthy or you need to be able to understand how to generate revenue. This is, the, the entertainment is, is, is creating product that people will purchase, buy, you know, spend their money on. And if you don't make stuff that people want to spend money on, then uh, you're not gonna be in business very long. No one's gonna invest into your stuff or, or, or uh, no one's gonna come see it. There's, there's no revenue flowing, therefore you're, you can't make this your business. It's a very practical question. I don't think that's immoral to say, I want to be a career creator. I want, to be, I want filmmaking to be my career. In order to do that, you have to figure out how to make money. Now, here's the cool thing about transmedia. This is why I think transmedia is the opposite of immoral, really, if you think about it in, that, in the terms of capitalism. If, 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 let's say a filmmaker wants to make a very non-commercial art house film that, that you, you know, that this very specific niche that, that breaks all the conventions, it's very like Terrence Malick, right? It's like Terrence Malick without Terrence Malick's brand. And so that's probably not gonna get a wide distribution. It's probably not gonna get picked up, but this is, this is the thing that's in their heart that they wanna make. So if that's all you have, if that's all you have, then you're gonna to have to make the choice. Do I make this movie and, and have to do it on a small budget, low budget, no budget, and do it on the weekends uh, because nobody's gonna invest in it or it's not gonna get options, it's not gonna get picked up. Uh, I, can either, I can either make that movie or I can change it to, to then add the three-act structure and they can read a Blake Snyder book and they can add the Save the Cat stuff in it and make it commercial and then all of a sudden now I can sell it, I can get the investment, I can get distribution for it, et cetera, et cetera. So both options I think are bad options. One option has you, uh, has you being a starving artist, which I think sucks. The other option has you selling your soul in order and, and, and not doing the thing that's in your heart just in order to be able to uh, you know, have this be your full-time gig. That's the binary option. Now in a transmedia model, that option, that binary choice isn't the choice anymore. 
Now you can say, you know what? I'm gonna do my weird Terrence Malick art house film. And I'm gonna do it as is. Now, if you have that as part of, the bro of a broader IP, now all you have to say is, if this thing isn't gonna make money, which it probably won't, what are the other things that I can do to surround this film with that will generate my revenue? So if I can point to now a, a, a novel or you know, a digital thing or uh, you know, a comic book series or a mobile game or whatever it is that you can surround this thing with and these other things can generate revenue, now this weird art house thing could almost be like a loss leader that fuels the, 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 the revenue and the interest of these other things. And so it, it doesn't matter. The way the studios work is, is they work with a resource allocation model to where if they release 14 movies in a year, they know that all 14 movies aren't gonna be solvent. They're all not gonna make money. They, they hope and pray out of the 14 movies they release a year that there's four tent poles that, that, that overperform to make up for the deficits of the movies that financially failed. And they know that moving into the year. Like every studio knows that everything they're, they're gonna do isn't gonna be a hit. They, they know that most of the stuff is gonna, make, is gonna lose money. There's gonna be a few things that make money. Those things uphold the tent. That's why they call them tent poles. So it's called a resource allocation model. If you take that same thinking and apply that to a transmedia project. And if you say, I know my art house movie is not gonna make money, that's totally fine. You still do that because that's what's in your heart. But now you just need something else to overperform and make enough money that it, that, it, that it compensates for the deficit created by the film. Because the film costs money to make, which means it's gonna technically that, that one element is gonna lose money but as long as you make that up somewhere else, now it's a net net gain. And so, and so usually when I talk to, to, uh, to indie filmmakers that are very precious about their one thing uh, and they don't wanna change it because they don't wanna make the binary choice, uh, they're less precious about things in other platforms, right? Uh, like they're fine with having a New York Times bestselling novel and doing a very commercialized novel, they just don't wanna change their movie. Right? They're fine with having a very successful mobile game like Clash of Clans, but they just don't want to change their movie. And so, and so all of a sudden for the people that don't want to make the binary choice, the transmedia model is the perfect thing for them because now they can, they can figure out how to maintain the artistic integrity of the one thing that they love while figuring out how to drive revenue from other places. And with that, you can still be able to better position that for investment. I had a one filmmaker that was telling me, uh, he, he said, he said, I make movies for me. I don't care if anyone likes them and I don't care if they make money. I make, them, I make it for me. And, and I, I, said, I said, that's great. I said, you know, what do you wanna do? I said, I wanna be a career film, filmmaker. My question is, how are you gonna finance it? Can you imagine going to an investor interview and saying, I want you to give me a million dollars to make my movie, but I don't care if anyone likes it and I don't care if it makes money? It's not gonna happen. This is just not gonna happen. And so, but, if you walk into the investor and say, listen, my movie is gonna be weird, it's gonna be art house, it's gonna be niche, I don't care if this makes money, but that's okay because I'm making money here, 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 and it's all gonna to work together, right? But my movie, the artistic integrity of my movie is gonna be maintained, 
that investor, if, they're all, if all the numbers line up and the bottom line lines up, now you at least have a puncher's chance where before you had zero chance. So, so all of a sudden, like you don't have to make that choice, which I think changes that calculation a little bit about whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. Is this just commercialism gone awry or is it actually a tool for independent artists to be able to do the things that they love for the rest of their life? And, and that's that, I think, shifting that thinking is, is, is a big shift. Now, the other thing about this is, that I think is really important, is, is something that I call soapbox. The so, a soapbox is basically a, a, the theme, the message of your, of your film. Like, where, like how, do you, how does your film, how does your script tap into like, the passion that's in your heart? What are you trying to say? What, what is your commentary on the world? How do you make your, your project feel not just cool, but important because it's tapped into to, to something? I think the greatest art from, uh, throughout history comes from the passion and perspective and the heart of the creator. I think, you know, things like something like Get Out what that came from like the heart of the creator and it had an importance attached to it, not just a cool factor. It wasn't just a cool high concept. It was it felt like an important film because it was. And I think when you when you when you read Hemingway or you listen to an Aretha Franklin song, there there's something about the passion and the authenticity about what these creators want to say with their art that makes this art sustainable and makes the art resonate better with the audience. I think Tarantino, every, every, every film uh, that, that, he, that, that he makes is, is just dripping with his passion. And you can see it. And, and, and it comes across in a very soulish, intangible way, but the audience receives it differently. So if in today's world, it's important to do things and to create things, not just because they have a, you have a cool high concept idea, it's because you're actually passionate about an issue, passionate about something, a perspective, something of importance that gives your story a moral depth to it that, that is interesting. Now that could be in something like, you know, something like Get Out or something like Roma, or on the other end, I think, you know, I think George Lucas was saying something very important and specific when he created Star Wars. He, he, he was supposed to uh, direct Apocalypse Now he, uh, before Francis Ford Coppola because he was so passionate about the Vietnam War. Uh, the movie got delayed, so he went and did Star Wars instead, which I think ultimately was better for Apocalypse Now. But, the, uh, but he took all, all the passion he had for imperialism and colonialism and overreaching government and that same passion that made him a hippie back in the 60s as a college student, he poured that into like a larger IP. Personally, I don't think that Black, Pan Black Panther technically is one of the best pictures as far as like the Oscar conversation. I don't think the, the technical aspect of Black Panther is best picture worthy. But Black Panther had the technical, had, you know, I think solid superhero technicality. They had great costumes, the whole thing. But Black Panther was rooted and tapped into an importance that, that elevates the film above just being a normal superhero movie. It's important to people. It's important to culture. And it connects to people's hearts because of what it stands for. And so if, 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 if creators understand what they want to say with their art, not just how to make money, but what they want to say, 
What are you trying to say as a person, as a human being? What are you trying to convey? Like, like, we, like the world's on fire in, in a thousand different ways. And filmmakers have an, have an opportunity and to, 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 to have a platform to actually say something about the world. And in today's environment, that's actually wanted and desired by the audience. Is it's not in, like the Gen Z and the millennial generation, they're not like, like my generation or the, my parents' generation where we just wanted popcorn stuff. They, they want something real and authentic and important. And so I say all this to say, as a filmmaker, if you have something important to say, and if you put it in your movie, and you release your movie, some people will hear your message, and they'll be the people that watch your movie. But in today's oversaturated, commoditized, highly competitive uh, entertainment landscape, not everybody watches movies, right? What about the, the, the people that don't go to the movies, uh, and all they do is listen to music? Uh, or, or play video games? Or what about the people that don't watch TV or, or movies at all and just uh, they play board games all the time? There's so much stuff that people, what about the, the kids that all they do is they have their nose in a book and they just read all the time? Do they not need to hear your message as well? If it's so important to you, if your message is actually important, if you have commentary on, on immigration issues or racial issues or political issues or not just any political hot button issues, but if you're passionate about anything, then, then doesn't the person that's in the, in the basement playing board games, don't they need to hear that as well? The kid that just sits on their phone and plays mobile games, don't they need to hear what you have to say as well? Of course they do. If your message is actually important, of course they do. All of a sudden, in order to reach all those people, you have to diversify the way, that, like you have to diversify your IP. Because once you start looking at transmedia less as a cash grab and more as an opportunity to deploy your message and your passion and your heart to everybody doing everything around the world, all of a sudden makes a lot more sense, right? Now your, your IP is becoming all things to all people, right? And being able to operate and connect that message with everybody's heart, which then leads them back into a community of people, a community of other fans that all share that 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 same you know that same message, and that's what makes the uh, that's what makes IP important, right? So so talking about this question of immorality, I think again goes back to the motivations. But if your motivation is I want to I want to change the world in a positive way, I want to impact the world with this very important thing that's coming out of my soul, then transmedia is the perfect thing for you because now you're getting into everybody that needs it and not everybody does not everybody does it no one does everything but everybody does something if that makes sense so there nobody like plays video games watches movies listen to music like nobody does everything because there's so much stuff right but everybody does something and in order to reach everybody in this world now we have to diversify the way we deploy the message or deploy the passion. And that's where transmedia becomes beneficial. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review.